Welcome to this edition of Gibson's Caring Corner. Today we're going to talk about what it's like to treat our parents with dignity and go through some examples of what dignity looks like. You know, Creighton, one of the first places we like to go to know what we're supposed to do in life is to the Bible. So let's just start there. In Leviticus, um, it tells us that we must respect our mother and father. We must rise in the presence of the aged. We must show respect for them, the elderly, and revere your God. So, you know, I also believe that that passage means that it's our responsibility to um, make sure that our parents are provided for as, as well as possible in all aspects. What do you think? Well, you know, I lived it, and for me, you know, I know what it took for mom and dad to get Mike um, here and what it took to get me here, and they gave up a lot to, uh, and sacrificed a lot just uh, to get us in this world. And, you know, they unselfishly took care of us when we were little, and it's our turn, it was our turn to take care of them uh, and an honor to do so. Very good. And if you haven't um, heard us speak before, Mike would be Creighton's older brother. Yeah. He was eight years older than Creighton. And um, and I, he, I would like to say Mike was my dance partner. Anytime that we were out doing things together, Creighton is not the dancer, so I, I would always dance with Creighton's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and Mike, yeah, we are saying that in past tense. Um, Mike um, has gone on to be with the Lord, and um, Creighton yeah. did help provide care for his brother as well. Yeah, we lost him in 2013. So, you know, it, there's times in people's lives, and I'm going to share this story with you, and, and it comes from this book, um, A Strength for the Moment, and it's written by Lori Hogan, um, who was a co-founder of Home Instead. And in this story, it talks about one of her neighbors. So we're going to say her neighbor, Sally. So neighbor Sally was very concerned about somebody else in the neighborhood. And she had heard that they were going to put, um, let's just say Mr. Smith, in a facility um, because he could no longer hear, he could no longer see, and he wasn't eating well. So this was really bothering Sally. So um, Sally and her husband said, well, maybe he can just come stay with us for a little while. So he, they, were, they were a couple that had the ability to help provide a little care. So he came in, and with him not being able to eat well, well, he couldn't see. So he couldn't read a recipe to be able to get the food. He, he couldn't drive because he couldn't see, um, and he couldn't hear. So... With all, with just with that, he had to have help. So they helped him go to his eye doctor, and guess what happened whenever they removed the cataracts from his eyes? He could actually see. He could see again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, number one, yay. Yeah, so he still couldn't hear, and so that still that can create problems whenever you're driving. It can create problems whenever you're communicating. Mm -hmm. So whenever they took um, him to an audiologist and, and he was able to get hearing aids, guess what? He can now hear again. Mm -hmm. 
So now he could be a safe driver again because he could hear Mm -hmm. and he could see, which means that he could also be able to take care of buying his food and have better nutrition. Got a lot of independence back. Absolutely. He then could go out on walks and safely get around. He could then Mm -hmm. take care of his dog again. He could clean his house. He could see when things were dirty. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it matters. Just like we all need doctors in, in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, we still need doctors to help us with diagnosis and to have our lives better in our 80s. You know, recently, um, my mother just got hearing aids. Mm-hmm. Creighton, how long did it take us to get her hearing aids? It's been years and years. Oh, my. And it's just not easy sometimes whenever someone can't hear because then whenever they start wearing the hearing aids, it's like admitting that you can't hear. But when mother will wear her hearing aids and know that if you're watching this, they need to wear their hearing aids. Um, uh, They can hear better, which means they can communicate better. Their voice will be lower because they can hear themselves talking. They won't be yelling whenever they're trying to say something. Because if someone's yelling at you, it's usually because they can't hear and they have no idea that they're talking that loud. So it does matter. And um, so with that being said, um, this gentleman, Mr. Smith, was able to stay at home. He did not need a facility. And with a little help from a friend in this case, um, they saw to it that he went to the right um, medical professionals to get that help. And whenever um, that help's not available, you can get a caregiver from um, like a caregiving agency like ourselves um, to provide that care so that you can stay home instead for a longer period of time. And so that's, that's what we do on a regular basis. Now, I'd like to also share with you um, another piece of scripture um, from 1 Peter 5, 2 and 4. It says, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. What a beautiful verse. Yes. It really is. So, yeah, I would like to say that um, that is something that, you know, we ought to put it up on our wall. You know, as many people that we, we help provide care for through our caregivers, it's a blessing whenever I read that, you know, yeah. whenever I read it earlier today and now getting to read it out loud to everyone. Very inspirational. Mm-hmm. So, Creighton, is there anything else you would like to share with anyone um, before I close with a caregiver's prayer? No, I think we're good. All right. So um, I'm going to close with a caregiver's prayer that, um, that I found in this book by Lori Hogan. And here we go. Chief Shepherd, you are the great provider. Thank you for entrusting me with the care of my parents. Provide me with creative ways in which to keep my parents active and independent for as long as possible, engaging their minds, bodies, and spirits. Let me satisfy their needs in a way that displays the utmost dignity. Thank you, God. Amen. Very good.
All right. And that ends today's lesson of Gibson's Caring Corner. Hi, welcome back to Health Tips with Kale, your exercise science, health, and fitness enthusiast. Today we'll be picking up with carbohydrates part four, talking about carbohydrates, metabolic diseases. So I just want to go and clarify that this episode is not here to diagnose or treat any health issues. I suggest, I highly suggest going see your doctor for any medical advice. So for a brief overview, we'll be talking about what are metabolic diseases, how do carbohydrates play a role in those, and also how can we manage those metabolic diseases with our diet. So what are metabolic diseases? Well, first we'll have to talk about what is metabolism? Well, and very briefly, metabolism is our body's way of breaking down or building up nutrients or building blocks. So things like breaking down foods for nutrients or energy, breaking down cells and tissues to be recycled and used again, our body's use of nutrients to build tissues, cells or other muscles or other things that our body might need. So a metabolic disease is any, is any abnormal reaction in your body that disrupts that metabolic metabolism process. Examples are not making enzymes or a small protein that is there to help with the reactions to build or tear down those nutrients or building blocks. That's really what kind of helps our body stay together and also not fall apart. Not making hormones for other chemicals or other chemicals such as insulin. Making too much of any enzymes, hormones, or chemicals and also not producing a signal that tells the body to stop making or to produce more of any of these chemicals, enzymes, or hormones. So some metabolic diseases are those of metabolic syndrome, which affects one in three adults in America. Metabolic syndrome is a condition or a collection of conditions that raise the risk of heart disease, diabetes, stroke, and other health issues. Some signs of metabolic syndrome are those of large, a larger waistline or abdominal obesity, such as having more of an apple-shaped body figure, having high blood pressure, high blood sugar levels, and also high triglycerides or fats and cholesterol levels. Some other metabolic diseases are those of diabetes, such as diabetes type 1, which is more of a genetic effect and where the body does not produce enough insulin. There's diabetes type two, where the body stops utilizing insulin or becomes insulin resistant. With that, that's due from increased obesity, lack of physical activity, and a poor diet. Other less common metabolic diseases are more of a genetic issue, but things are, but diseases such as Hurler syndrome, Hunter syndrome, Sly syndrome, and I-cell syndrome. So how do these carbohydrates really affect people with metabolic diseases or how do they lead up to these metabolic diseases? Well, we're really going to be focusing a little bit more on diets with high and simple or processed sugars such as fruit juices, sodas, or anything with high amounts of added sugar. So consuming a high carbohydrate diet and simple sugars or just any high carbohydrate diet could worsen a pre-existing condition or leading to more health conditions such as increased weight gain, increased heart risk of heart disease, heart failure, heart, heart attack, strokes, and going from metabolic syndrome to diabetes. If you have pre-existing diabetes, things could be like, incre or you could have nerve damage, 
blurred vision or blindness, kidney damage, bone and joint problems. Now, none of those really sound like a whole lot of fun to me, if I'm being honest. So how do we kind of manage those diseases so we don't get there, so we don't have the severe effects? Well, for the Von Gerke disease, the American Liver Foundation says that having a combination of uncooked cornstarch and water, soy formula, and soy milk help to slow the digestion and the release of carbohydrates over a longer period of time in between meals. And they also recommend doing small frequent meals, like five or six meals throughout the day, instead of having three major meals throughout the day. For diabetes type one, making sure you take your insulin, avoiding simple and or added sugars, increasing your protein intake to slow the digestion and carbohydrate uptake, and also increasing dietary fiber through vegetables and fruits. Diabetes type 2 is very similar to diabetes type 1, except for you don't need to be taking any insulin. <laughs> but avoiding simple and added sugars, increasing your dietary fiber through vegetables and fruits, increasing your protein intake. And so overall, kind of what we're getting from this is that foods are slower in your carbohydrate uptake, foods that digest over a longer period of time, such as your vegetables, proteins, eating proteins with your carbohydrates. If you're going to have fruit juice, make sure it's with the meal that is higher in your fats and your proteins, not just by itself. But just trying to slow down the food digestion and the carbohydrate uptake overall. So things like vegetables, beans, and other complex carbohydrates tend to process a little bit slower. So really just trying to focus more on those instead of your sodas and fruit juices. Anyways, that's, that's, for, that's it for today's Health Tips with Gail. Thank you, and I'll see you again next week. Let's go back in time. These are the stories of Elizabeth and Reinhardt Gibson, who lived in Mooresville, North Carolina. Now, at our last story, she was, um, she was having a little bit too much wine, and she was having a lot of fun with that. So we're going to pick up where we left off there. I remember all the cousins who came to visit on Sunday being taken to the wine cellar for sampling the delicious goods stored there. Uncle Bill would come from Statesville and Johnny Pear, Lena Gladys, and Catherine. Lena was one the one I remember best, for she always gave John and me nickels. We would go to Walt Mayhew's service station at the top of the hill on Highway 150, where we could buy a whole bag of of candy, BB bats, and all the flavors, bananas, strawberry, vanilla, all-day suckers, Peter Paul caramels, jawbreakers, coconut bars, chocolate-covered creams, and just about anything you could dream of with that nickel. Other times, we enjoyed the waves of Walt Mayhew's store would be on a very hot day. As we all hoed or picked cotton and Dad would pull out a nickel from his pocket and tell Bill or John to run to the store and get us an RC Cola. And you could just imagine us sharing 12 ounces of RC with this many people. With Dad, Sarah, Bill, Jeanette, John, and Ann. Well, that's six. Well, that's what we did, and we really thought it was good. Even when we made our eyes water, even when it made our eyes water and burned our tongues terribly. When Ruth and Virgil were married, Virgil worked at Pepsi Company and was serviced Pepsi, and we would visit them. Ruth always kept Duke's mayonnaise and loaf bread, along with pork and beans. Mayo sandwiches were really good to us. 
Jack and Alice always had peanut butter crackers and post toasties for us when we visited them. Coy and Thelma always gave us candy and soft drinks. Thelma would make a chocolate cream gravy, and that was good. Bub and Marie would buy bags and bags of overripe bananas and set it down for his children, Grace, Jimmy, Billy Ann, and Luther, and me to eat as long as we wanted to. Gracie liked little green apples and green plums better than anything. She never seemed to get sick. Jimmy died of stomach cancer when he was five years old. That really upset our whole family. Jimmy Marshall was a sweet little guy. As we had memories of the older sisters, brothers, and in-laws, they all were terribly good to me. Alice and Jack would go to Salisbury most every week to shop, and they would let me go with them, and John Blaine and Bill Marr. What fun it was. The statue that we saw going into Salisbury was so big. Once at school, one of my classmates said she had seen the Statue of Liberty, and I said, oh yes, so have I. I had only been to Salisbury and had seen that statue and thought it was the Statue of Liberty. Can you imagine how dumb I was? I, all, I have always been in my lifetime. That's the way I always was. Alice always bought a bag of candy while shopping, and as we were on our way home, she would pass the bag of candy around to John Blaine and me in the back seat and hand the bag, bag back to Bill Maher, and you know that little guy would never share with us again. Behind Alice and Jack's barn was a deep red gully. John, John Blaine, and I would slide down the bank and come in looking like red mud. We had to get the wash tub and scrub board out many times and scrub our clothes in the wash tub. John and John Blaine would smoke rabbit tobacco and grapevine and tell me how good it was. Ah, oh, come on, Ann. Smoke, they would tell me, and finally they taught me into smoking. The rabbit tobacco was pretty good, but when I took a draw off the grapevine, whew, it would set you on fire. I chased those two boys all over the place to try to fight them. We also had a big cable tied to a tree limb, and we would swing out over a gully. We thought that was fun. And that ends today's stories with Elizabeth Ann Reinhardt Gibson. Thank you for watching Karen Corner. Make sure you head over to our Facebook and YouTube channel where you will find this program along with others. Be sure that you subscribe, like, and click the notification bell so that you will receive notifications for our weekly program. Don't forget to share this program to your social media platforms. If there's a question that you would like to ask, make sure to email it to caringcorner22 at gmail.com. We hope to see you on the next episode of Caring Corner.